Hey, welcome back to the Gallimaufry Gals Book Club. You've reached the third and final part of our chat on The Way of Kings by Brandon Sanderson. If you've made it this far, you deserve something. I don't know what, but you definitely deserve something. But enough of me jabbering. Enjoy the episode. Yeah, Navani, she... Like when she, like when Dalinar comes back, like she was basically there beforehand and was, I, I don't remember what she like said, but she didn't believe Dalinar was dead. Right? Right. Yeah. And she did a, she burned a big prayer, I think. Like in right front in front of, of like Sadeus's yeah, like, I like, guess, like tent thing. And yeah, I thought that I was great. I was it, like, yeah. <laughs> what did it say? Justice. Justice. Yes. <laughs> Which I thought was really good yeah. yeah i thought that was great and then yeah he comes back and he basically what did he trade his shard blade for like all the, of the, the bridge four and i think all of the bridge all of the bridge men mm -hmm. okay yeah oh that's right. yeah that's right it was all the bridge men not just bridge four right and then Originally, basically no like I kaladin thought it, i thought really? it was whatever bridge crew had gone back for him it wasn't all of no, the bridge. it was all of them it no was all it of was them. all of them originally it was sure. bridge four and then it was all mm -hmm. of them yep. i yeah because yes. now he, he basically oh, then he had like, a thousand you're in charge people. of yeah, of a you're in charge of this yeah. battalion now. I see. And yes. then he's like, I've only led 25 people at a time. I'm not <laughs> yeah. sure what I'm going to do with a thousand. Yeah. And yeah. then yeah. he made Kaladin a captain. Basically. Yeah. But except like, he wasn't the light eyes, so he really couldn't be a captain. Right. <laughs> yeah. It was like a weird, like, I got to distinguish this a certain way, but you don't, yeah. you don't report to anyone but me. Mm -hmm. Right. And that because... was partially because he's afraid of of there being other like Sadeus's people or right. his, you know his underlings kind of being influenced by possibly Sadeus's people. So basically, and that was also safer... part of Kaladin's um, like request too, right? Because Kaladin's like, I don't trust Light Eyes, right? So I'll report to you, and that's it. Mm -hmm. And he was like, Okay, that's fine. <laughs> yep, <laughs> essentially, yeah, because yeah. He's like, oh, I don't know who I can trust out of this army now. Because mm -hmm. yeah. Sadeus was supposed to be like, they'd been through a lot together and he was supposed to be his friend. And Right. And and even though Adeline kept telling him, he's going to betray, you know, don't trust him, don't trust him. And Delinar was like, no, the visions tell me to trust him. Yeah. And that was before he figured out that his visions weren't actually talking to him. <laughs> yeah. <Right>. Yeah. <laughs> he was watching, he was part of a movie. Or right. A play. Basically. Yeah. An interactive movie. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm yeah. curious to see so, what Kaladin does with the men though. Like how well he's yeah. able to train them up and like where they go from there because mm -hmm. that's like at the end of the book. So like, is, yeah. right. And, and I'm you, really curious. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and they were all bridge men. So they all yeah. felt that hopelessness of I'm here to die. Right. Yeah. You know, and how, how do you instill that in? And that's one thing too, like um, Kaladin, they were punished. Bridge four was punished. So they had to do chasm duty, which was going through the chasms, hoping you didn't re meet a chasm fiend and <laughs> right. get eaten. <laughs> yeah. And then they had to like pick through the dead bodies and find anything that was salvageable and gems and stuff. And yeah. And while he was down there, he trained, he ended up secretly training them to right, be spearmen and, and soldiers, yeah. basically. Every scene and like 
part of this world I could really just see it was just so like visually interesting <laughs> yeah yeah like, I really hope this becomes like an HBO like show or something because it really I really feel like this is one that deserves visual attention <laughs> it's just right. really and oh, it has I... a lot of a lot to say too it's not just mm -hmm. pretty it really... it's not just pretty it's not just fighting there's mm -hmm. a lot of layers to it right yeah the characters are interesting the story is interesting the world is interesting like right yeah i always like the secret like things done in secret like the dumbledore's <laughs> army thing like <laughs> we're gonna train this army in secret like i always just i love those type of scenes and he could practice some of his surge binding stuff down there too because mm -hmm. there right. were also gems and stuff down there and so do we want to kind of explain about one of the last scenes with the truthless he he's been like off like killing people and <laughs> doing stuff and he his oath stone has finally landed in a powerful person's mm -hmm. uh property he's basically i think was given a list of people to kill and he's yep. been killing them and princes and yeah like powerful people and like he goes to kill this one person and he's supposed to have him look at like see him or something like look him in the face or whatever before he is supposed to go kill him or whatever right and mm -hmm. it turns out that that's who's been in control he's like i've got your oat stone mm -hmm. <laughs> and he's like oh yes. hi <laughs> yeah that was actually yeah so this this guy was like a healer or like supposed healer he was a very well-known he was a like, king king healer was it, and wasn't this the king that um jasna had just been like helping yes yeah so he was like oh, like hey look at me i'm this humanitarian with these right exactly in hospitals and we've got all yeah, these we heal everyone alcoves of books and information and right this awesome right. king seth comes in and he's like sitting cross-legged on the floor and like you picture like this like i don't know like karate master just like zen <laughs> figure with the long beard and and he's like oh i have your oath, you know your oath stone or whatever and but then he kind of he well he tells him not to kill him <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then he <laughs> leads seth into a room that seth has not seen on the maps that he's studied and this room is all white and it is filled with people on beds and it's not a, an infirmary but instead, these people are being slowly bled out to death. And I think my interpretation anyway was that this this king is trying to learn more about what dying people are seeing. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. dying people seem to be saying things as they're dying, like that are it's it's like revealing something about the future or something that's happening or in, in the past or it's yeah, something that they dimension. shouldn't necessarily have any knowledge about. Right. They're spouting things that are seem really random for right. like this right. eight-year-old kid like, to be saying. Like a baker mm -hmm. is talking about building highways or bridges or something, you know, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a, that's just a random thing, but it's like, yeah, something they should have no knowledge of and sometimes even in different languages. So were these the accounts like at some of the beginnings of chapter? Yes. There's I think like the so. quotes and they're like 18 seconds before death. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, that's what I, I took from it. Until the end. Yeah. Now yeah. I have to like read them all again. I know. Because <laughs> yeah. I did stop reading them after a time. I, I was like, too, these don't make like, any sense. Like, like, exactly. Why are these in here? Yep. <laughs> yeah. I was very confused by them at first too. And then when I read that, I'm like, oh. And then I was go back and I, I read yeah. some of them. I'm like, okay. 
glad you said something interesting right yeah Yeah. but yeah here this is supposed to be this healing king and he's got these wicked experiments going on yeah right which it makes me wonder like is he since dalinar is having these visions or whatever are the people that are dying kind of having glimpses of these like similar kind of visions well that's true and they're just like he's recording those like yeah, because they do talk about the desolation and void yeah. and things like that. But it also seems like his intentions with for that knowledge is evil, nefarious. Yes. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Word. Nefarious. Mm-hmm. Yes. But that could, not- I don't know if that was like just my interpretation because he's doing, he's like killing people right. or if it's <laughs> like it actually was nefarious. Well, yeah. I mean, because what was he gaining by doing that? He was trying to gain knowledge, knowledge that other people didn't have so he could use it in some way. I mean, yeah. he was having these other princes and kings killed. So there was disarray and disorganization and, you know, so that there was a lot he of chaos better. going on. Yeah. And I, you know, and whether it was his ideal to try and take over those countries that were in chaos or if he just wanted him in, in i mean why would he want him in chaos he had some reason for that it sounded like he didn't want anyone to find out what he was doing either right I well i understandable yeah. well yeah <laughs> <laughs> i've got this hidden room in the hospital where i'm killing people <laughs> to learn their secrets <laughs> that they don't even right. know they have <laughs> right that that was a weird twist to it it was yeah. I wasn't altogether surprised that he was like, oh, I have your oath stone. I'm, you know, like, yeah. I kind of <laughs> saw that coming. See, that but... one surprised me because I didn't, because I'm trying to think, what did he have him do then? Or what did he tell him after that? He's now supposed to kill um, Dalinar. Dalinar. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yep. He's next on the list. So He's I'm curious to see how list. that'll go. Yeah. And mom knows already. I do. Cheater, <laughs> oh. <laughs> cheater. I'll keep well, it to myself. Yes, <laughs> please do. <laughs> they muted me. You'll never know. <laughs> so let's go on to some favorite characters. I'm I'm interested in this. Um, so d- did you guys like or dislike Jasna? And did her unapologetic atheism affect you positively or negatively? I loved her. Me too. <laughs> like, I, I kind of thought she was a, about her. Like I kind of thought she was a bitch, kind of in, yes. in the beginning a little bit. But at the same time, like I understood kind of where she was coming from like when she was dealing with um Shallon you know I've had a bunch of apprentices there they weren't what I was looking for like I I totally get that especially since she's known as like a powerful person like right that's got to get annoying oh, but like and yeah. I, I understand like she just is busy and like under a lot of pressure and stuff so like I, she warmed up I warmed up to her and yes. then I'm like I really like her but I kind of felt that way about all of them like I like like all <laughs> the characters pretty much yeah her atheism didn't bother me that was whether she what she believed or not I think it added a dimension to her that showed she wasn't just willing to follow along with everything that she yeah. was a scholar and she wanted to investigate things her what she looked into didn't along with what the Voran religion and but she also respected that other people believed and she didn't hinder that so I thought that was really important too she respected people's the differences in people but she was kind of a bitch Uh, (laughs) and she was very self-centered and you know she she didn't think about other people very often Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say ever but very often yeah Mm -hmm. that's fair when she went in to that alley where the 
there'd been robberies or whatever. And she killed those people, those robbers. And, you know, I kind of felt a little, I don't know, both ways. Yeah, no, they shouldn't be robbing and killing people. But did they deserve more, especially I think one of them was going to give up or something. And I don't know. Would she turn them to stone? I think so. I thought she she killed them. Just well, like... she did by turning them to statues, oh, I think. I don't remember the statue, yeah, but it's very I don't know if she turned them to... Yeah, I don't remember exactly, but yeah, she basically just... Yeah, they they ended up dead, and yes. there was a question of morality in it, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Right, they shouldn't have gone there, but they did. I mean, and those guys were going to kill them, so I didn't I think there was... Yeah, a, well, and I, and I thought when Shalyn brought up, well, you know, we shouldn't have been there, blah, blah, blah. And it just reminded me of when rape happens and men rape yeah. men. And it's like, oh, well, you shouldn't have worn that. You shouldn't have went there. Yeah. You know, women shouldn't, that should not be. Jasmine's like, that doesn't make it right. Like Exactly. Just because like, no. you think we shouldn't have been there doesn't mean it should have happened. Right. And, right. And right. things I mean, have been happening there for a while and the authorities haven't done anything. So, mm-hmm. I right. mean, yeah, she took it into her own hands, but at the same time, mm-hmm. self-defense also. Right. Yeah, it was a really, I, I thought that was a really cool way to, she said she was going to give Shalon a, a hands-on thing to figure out and, and ponder on. And she certainly right. did. Like, there really were a lot of elements to dissect in that. Right. I mean, so she did think about things. I mean, and I did mm-hmm. like that about her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, she was a really interesting character. Just, yeah, she just... Yeah. It seemed like she, she just kind of had her own. Though. Yeah. But I mean, how is she going to get anything done otherwise? <laughs> like, <laughs> you also know, like, true. True. She had a, she has got a lot to research and, you know, she, you know, she's trying to figure out who these Parshendi are, who the void bringers are, who killed her father. And like, it's, that's just kind of the path she's on right now. Like, true. she's looking at a lot of the things that she thinks others should be looking at and no mm-hmm. one is right exactly oh, that's true so like she pretty much feels like she's the only one she's basically that's going to get to the root of things mm-hmm. yeah. and honestly i feel the same way i think her and shallon now are going to be the ones that figure out what the fuck's truly happening delinar yeah. maybe like from what he can do so. yeah i really i really liked their storyline when when we came to like i don't know what part it was part three or four and i didn't see shallan's name on there i was like no i, <laughs> yeah. I wanted to read more about her this is really interesting <laughs> now she was and don't don't get mad at me if i'm wrong did they do the shallan get like kind of betrothed to adeline no 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 Okay. Well, there's something that's going to happen in the next books. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we'll think about it. They haven't, they haven't, yeah, they haven't met. They haven't even met yet. They they were betrothed before they met, so. Well, Uh, no, they haven't. They don't even know they exist. Yes. Okay. Nice try. Didn't get out of that chasm. (laughs) No, you're fine. (laughs) So I guess, what did you guys think about Shallon? Really liked her. Um, I did. Yeah. I, I, I liked how she didn't necessarily have her own sense of purpose to begin with. Like she was there for her family, but she wasn't really there for herself and as she was there, she learned more about like, I liked her, her, her journey, basically. And yeah. I liked that she wasn't necessarily like fully confident in, in like what she was there for, or if she was doing the right thing, or like what she should do, or, you know, like there was a lot of self discovery happening. And, and I just mm-hmm. really, I really like her journey. Yeah, me too. And I agree. Um, 
I don't know, Miranda, you said that before, like all the characters, like, I don't know. I feel like there was something to like about all of them and maybe mm-hmm. things not like about all of them. Mm-hmm. But there was just sort of a way, I don't know, they all kind of seemed to grow. Mm -hmm. I didn't like Sidious. Yeah, except for him, maybe. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) he's a main side character. Yeah. All the main characters I like. He's like a thorn. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) yeah, Helen I I really liked. Same. Yep. And like his story, like I like that we get to, we got to see a little bit more of like what happened in the past and like why things happened mm-hmm. they did the way they did why he doesn't like bright eyes and or light eyes and like mm-hmm. why he's kind of the way he is and i really at first i was kind of like oh man i hate flashbacks i know yeah and i still was like, wasn't okay. crazy i still i'm still not crazy about about it but no. i think there could have been like one or two less of those right yeah but I definitely think there were certain parts that needed to be told, like mm-hmm. the part about what happened to the shard plate that he had technically won. Right. And given up. For sure. Kaladin too. Like I like we kind of talked about like he had his like severe depression that he had to work through and like the whole leadership thing, that was really, really inspiring to me. And the whole like just in the most dire situation, like he like he didn't have to take up the leadership role. He had no reason to. He could have just given up. There was no like end in said leadership that he could see, but he chose to anyway for the sake of humanity and for the sake of journey before destination. I like and that thing. I don't know. I was really, I was really inspired by Kaladin. I think he was probably my favorite character. Mm-hmm. Him and Dalinar were actually, I liked Kaladin's, like his story was probably my favorite. Dalinar's is pretty cool though too. Each yeah. time I think then I'm like, but then also Sh- Shallon's was also really good. And they're like, yeah. I really <laughs> like Jasna. And I'm like, I just wish there was more, but there wasn't probably too much more to say on the Sh- the Shallan and Jasna storyline. Oh, I yes, just, there is in book two. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. Like from, from yeah, a writer, like- from a writer's perspective, Perspective who is writing from different characters' perspectives, I can understand why there weren't as many as there might have been because right. their timelines didn't have the juice back in the time where the other characters had the juice. <laughs> right. So you have to like spread it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You have to put it in where it makes sense to. Right. Right. And, you know, technically, basically, they could have had, he could have written a book about each person. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But I, yeah, I think like from beginning to end, beginning to end, and then see where they connect in. And Mm -hmm. I don't know if I'd have been able to read all of that that way. I like, yeah, I like like having it written, except for a little bit too many flashbacks. I like having it split so that way, like, yeah, you can see when they actually like come together and you're like, oh, they're meeting for the first time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like, what's going to happen? Mm -hmm. Like, it's like, yes, Dalinar and. Uh, Kaladin finally have met. It's like they've been yeah. so close, but yet so far away from right. each other. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think about Adolin. I'm, I'm not really sure. He didn't really stand out to me much. He stood out more than Ran. <laughs> well, I mean, like as a main point of view character, he didn't, he cut like his and Dalinar's were kind of, it seemed like sometimes they intermingled and it, it's hard right. for me to remember exactly like what was Adolin's, like he almost couldn't, he almost didn't really have to have his own point of view. 
it seemed like because a lot of it I don't know I'm I sure there's it, a reason he does but I think it gave perspective on like how that's some true. of the other people were seeing his dad because yeah, that is true there were yeah. conversations that were being had yeah, and like it kind of I, I kind of agree though like it didn't really have a strong role but I think there's probably more to come from him just because yeah. he is you know his the son, son. of his father <laughs> yeah. right yeah and and yeah Adeline didn't I mean, he was kind of, like you said, he kind of did the counterpoint mm -hmm. to his dad. Like, do you abdicate? You know, you need to step down because everyone thinks you're, you're crazy, crazy <laughs> and are unfit to lead and you're a coward. You won't let me duel. Um, you won't I'd be let interested to see <laughs> how he would be portrayed in a movie or a show. Just I would like to see him a little more fleshed out, I guess, because in yeah. my mind, it, it's just hard for me to picture like a like his character. Well, <laughs> I don't know. Was, I see yeah. him like a 16 year old boy, just like pretty set in his own ways, thinking <laughs> that he's right. Yeah. But there was the one time when he was in the town and some of, I think, Sadeus's soldiers were messing yeah. with someone and Kaladin saw that and was going to step in and then Adeline stepped in. And Instead. <laughs> instead right, yeah. and, and you know and so i i mean i think that showed that he has a lot of integrity and honor yeah and even though kaladin didn't want to admit it but you know <laughs> he did he did see that so did you guys have a favorite like world item like one of the fabrils or shard, that's really shard cool. yeah that's a really good question i think my favorite was um or the spren mine too like i just yeah i just liked i mean some of sometimes it felt a little much like like does there really have to be a spren for rain like, <laughs> like i felt like it, sometimes it was a little too much but i liked the idea of them being like oh when like you're getting a wound you're getting like rot spren crawling around like well, that's it just, only once it starts to rot enough it just came, it just made things like kind of come alive more and like it made you kind of think about the essence of the thing a little bit more like yeah I don't know I just really liked it it gave more visual yeah. to something I'm trying to think is it Buddhism that believes everything has a spirit or a soul to it sounds right and I, I don't I'm sorry if I'm offending anyone but I you know I know there are religions where everything has its own spirit and soul mm -hmm. and that kind of brought that to that mind. actually brings yeah. me to that made me think of something that i i wouldn't i wouldn't doubt that just based on some other observations i've made with the story um i came across um Oh. a reading or I was trying to learn more about like the tale of Genji or Genji which is like a Japanese I didn't read on but there character was something in Overwatch <laughs> what? what and a character in Overwatch oh oh interesting <laughs> um yeah and there was just something about something I was reading where it said like Japanese was like a language that the women used or mm. something and it wasn't really taken seriously or something i'm, I'm not sure if they there had was, their own language yeah they were different from the men yeah exactly that reminded me of how the women were all the scribes in this story and then there was also something about like the mark on the forehead there was some anime 
where that was being where that was used like but it, the anime was based on something with assassins in Japan. in Japan or something some culture oh. east or I can't remember it was a passing conversation with someone and I was like whoa that reminds me of the slash that Kaladin had mm-hmm. I feel like without knowing anything about the author I didn't look into his own interests or anything but I can can see oh and then plus all of like the the military like the spear that Kaladin practices it feels very like martial arts oh right right oh sure yeah like their stances yeah their wind stance and like yeah it just I felt like there's definitely a lot of like eastern influences throughout the book which I thought was really cool that just reminded yeah. me of that. <laughs> you know what the flames friend reminded me of? Um, so Mel, you wrote a short story. Didn't it? Wasn't there like a lighter and there was like a flame? Oh yeah. That came out of it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. They reminded me of that. Oh, cute. Thank you. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> What was sweet. the name of that story? Yes, um, a truth you. about fire. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Check my Amazon author page. That's right. <laughs> you should. It's good. I was like, I want more. <laughs> but it totally reminded me of the flame spread. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> I like the Fabrials that were like, um, where you like scribe to someone else. Oh, like you yeah. the span reads. Uh, the span yeah. reads. Span reads. Yeah, that was really too. cool. That was so cool. You like write to some. It was like a telegraph, but like yeah. a instant. Yeah. Yeah, that was cool. I yeah. forgot about that. That's up there too. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of things I like from that. I like mm-hmm. the, I don't know what they're called, chal, the big snailing oh, yeah. things that mm-hmm. pulled their wagons. Yeah. Uh, they're really snails, but that's big. The yeah, buffalo big snails. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I loved the the flora and the fauna in this. Oh, like, yeah. The yeah. plants that move and like, yeah come out more when it's raining and just like yeah. you know disappear otherwise and like yeah the, the giant <laughs> yeah. like creatures and and then there was yeah. one there there was an interlude where I don't know if it was a flashback or something um I think it was a flashback because I thought it was about Gav- Gala- Gavilar when he was like in the plains and someone was saying like um they were shocked that the grass was so still and it wasn't oh, even that was one of the interludes right yeah the traveler the merchants yeah. the girl yeah. that was with them and it yeah that part reminded me of like the american plains grass plains oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And she's like yeah. it doesn't retract <laughs> yeah like the grass doesn't even move as and it and it's it's not dead <laughs> i just yeah yeah the fauna was yeah the flora and fauna were really cool i think that partly played into even more just like the more the like world building in general it's just there's so many interesting little bits and pieces everywhere Mm -hmm. did you guys have a favorite scene or favorite moment in this book i know one of mine right off the bat well a cup i guess a couple because i mean there's different characters so it's very different areas but like just like a favorite image for me was like the place where shalon and jasna read and study like that mm-hmm. whole the alcove or whatever that they use with like the dim dim lights and like they have like little alcoves where they sit and read yeah. i loved that that whole area and that yeah yeah, that was really cool then like my favorite scene altogether I think is probably when and it's just it's just cliche because it it was one of the climax scenes but (laughs) (laughs) but when Dalinar gave his shard blade in exchange for the bridgemen like that was just like oh my god like that yeah that's like 
the core of humanity right there and I, that moved yeah. me <laughs> yeah yeah that was one of my favorites I liked when Navari and Del and, Del and I were just like walking along together and just talking and companionship and nice that was that's one of them and then I think when you mentioned like the wind stance when he was training yeah that was down in the chasm yeah that was another favorite scene for sure (laughs) yeah and then when he's glowing and the arrows are like not hitting him as they're carrying the bridge I don't know if that was actually a scene, but in my mind it was. So yeah, I think it was. <laughs> and then there was yeah. a point where like all of the arrows, like a hundred arrows like, focused in, in on one little like yep. shield yes. and like they were cracking into each other. Like <laughs> Yes. Yeah. That was one of my favorite. It was just that like, was yeah, cool. when he was going to go save and all those arrows just <laughs> all just focused in, just pulled into one spot so it mm-hmm. only hit. The that shield. was yeah. epic. Yeah. Yeah, that was. There's just so many. And like yeah. when um, Shallon pulled into the port for the first time, yeah, you saw all those people and it just kind of, you know, and then I think it was like a switchback road up to the alcove or to the library place and just lots of. Also, the first time you meet um one of the guys that has the eyebrows or whatever, oh, yeah. just like, the looks it behind his, yeah. <laughs> or tucks it behind his ears or whatever. Yeah. The first time I read that, I was like, that is so unique and just like <laughs> like just right. a random thing but it, it made me giggle a little yeah yeah <laughs> did you feel like any of the the races in this book sort of like paralleled other fantasy uh, worlds that you have read watched played um or any real life ones so I like, sort of thought yeah. like from I don't know like the view some fantasy things like the mm-hmm. left maybe not their physical appearance and maybe a little bit of that but like also just like their sort of like personality of like we're the master race sort of that's sort of right mm-hmm. that's sort of a feeling that I got I got from it but like because you see that a lot like oh the high elves like oh the, you know yeah I could see so that I, that was sort of a parallel that I drew but I mean it's not like mm-hmm. and, and that's what I felt like with the Parshendi and the Alethi um I mentioned earlier like the Native Americans and the Europeans coming over there was that kind of thing and then the parchment as being slaves and I kind of felt like maybe you know that kind of relates to how the African Americans were treated well throughout the world can you think of other books that kind of are were used I don't have a lot to compare it with except for history good question that is really an interesting question because and I felt like personality wise, like rock maybe felt like a dwarf. Yeah. Yeah. And he wanted thing. to shave his beard instead of growing it. So it was sort of like, <laughs> right, right. it was more like, yeah, like maybe personality Reverse. traits, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> I really liked rock and the fact that he wouldn't fight because he wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't in his wasn't a warrior. It well, he wasn't, wasn't whatever son is supposed to be the warrior. Yeah, he was like the seventh son or something. The the second the or third, third or whatever. I, think whatever. It, I thought it was the fourth. Could be. Yeah, I think he wasn't right. whatever son that was supposed to be the warrior. So <laughs> he decided yeah. to be the, he was going to be the cook. Yeah, that was really yeah. interesting that that's how it determined like what your, yeah. your calling like was. Your so what if your firstborn was like a weakling or like well, hated fighting, but then your second born was like, yes, let's fight. You know, like that makes no sense. Like that you would just by birth, like order, like it makes order no sense. decide what your career will be. What if one of your siblings dies? Do you move up in the order? Yes. Son dies and now the second son is the first son. Yeah, so now they have to switch careers. <laughs> I know that's that's weird. No, because no, I wondered that too. I mean, wouldn't you? I mean, because now you're the oldest. I don't know. 
and at what age <laughs> yeah, i don't know that was an interesting thing though for sure yeah and then yeah. um whoever the one was that was like the traveler and like basically the bard kind of like right, the story heard all the stories yeah. storyteller yeah there you go yeah like that was an interesting thing because like he had like a completely different view on like everything mm -hmm. too because he'd been tons of different places and heard tons right. of different stories and like and had met with so many different races and the world singer yeah world there we go yeah, that was, that's what yes. it's called world singer yeah yeah so i like that yeah <laughs> that would be such a interesting profession i don't mm -hmm. know how you would get into yeah. that but that sounds like mm -hmm. it'd be interesting mm -hmm. i don't know start wandering put on your I good guess. shoes walking shoes <laughs> and start walking <laughs> i do want to kind of go back to the light eyes dark eyes thing mm -hmm. racism question though because i f i didn't feel as though the author he wasn't really he was not you could you can tell that the narrative is is questioning all of that like it's right. questioning all of the yeah. it's a really really interesting um and important distinguish to distinguish <laughs> like he right. you can tell the author is not like advocating for like all of these things he's discrimination just, no no not at all oh no absolutely he's describing what is happening in the world he's not like right. i was thinking because like he made the parshendi or like the parchment and the parshendi like dark skin and they were like the slaves and like seen as like uncivilized and stupid so i just wanted I, that's why i just like threw the question out to you guys beforehand so the audience knows this but like just the thought of you know do we think the author had an unconscious bias you know making the people who were seen as the the slaves as being like dark-skinned or, or maybe that he's kind of trying or to he shed is trying the parallel yeah shed light on our the on our, our, own, our actually own, right yeah without yeah. actually yeah putting <laughs> yeah so that, our, and, and i kind of thought that that he was so yeah i just wanted to throw a question like yeah you guys think it was an unconscious bias or trying to shed light on mm -hmm. the Mm -hmm. I think he was trying to shed light on humankind's biases. Mm -hmm. and yeah. Some of them are just so silly. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I totally agree with you, too. I just wanted to throw yeah. the question out there, like, because it's something to ask, you know, like, we'll always are going to try and separate other people that are different from them as others. And right trying to have power over someone else it doesn't I also even think have to be like i was gonna say i also think it's interesting that they that they sang like while they're yes. fighting and stuff oh, like yeah. it kind yeah. of could in a way relate to like you know like the slavery songs and stuff like that like they used yeah. to like sing to like keep going and stuff mm -hmm. like that like mm -hmm. yeah i'm also wondering if there's like a parallel to that too or mm -hmm. and, yeah and interesting that 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 was how they communicate with each other and oh i loved it yeah i did too it's like yeah and that they it was cool. Pairs. It bothered me though that they were like marginalized by the elect. Yeah, yeah. It should have bothered. It, right? It was uncomfortable. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, just because they're because they have a different culture. And I want to learn more about the culture because in this book we don't really get to. We don't. We just get speculation that a couple right. people are like, well, there's more to these people than meets the eye. But like, we don't really get to know yeah. anything about them, well, especially in the end glimpses. because. Jasna is kind of like, well, the Parshendi and the Parshman might actually be very like, dangerous to us. The void bringers. Yes, the void, yeah. the void bringers. bringers yes. and might yeah. be, they're the same, but yeah. Yeah. Like, and that was like, oh shit. Because <laughs> they're, yeah, like, they're in their families, they're in their homes. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, yeah. 
was that all part of like the plan? plan? Right. Maybe that's why they don't fight back. Maybe that's why they don't say anything. They're just right. waiting out their time. Trying to and get then also like the, them accustomed to their presence. Right. Yeah. yeah. So what did you think about the Parshendi that was part of Bridge Four? Or the Parshman? Parshman? I was worried that he was going to rat them out. I don't know why. I thought I I just I you know, he had all of this training set up and then there's a newcomer and you wouldn't suspect the parchment to do that and that's why right. i was like oh man like i hope he doesn't <laughs> doesn't yeah, them out. <laughs> and i felt i felt sad when he you know when kaladin was like taking the chendi's armor i mean basically yeah. skinning him mutilating him right? yeah like that was pretty gruesome and i felt yeah. bad parchment because he was very upset yeah. Yes, and, and I think that actually made the Parshman and the Parshendi, well, the Parshman feel, made them more, it gave us a glimpse into actually how they felt. And because, you know, he didn't feel like he was part of Bridge Four, and Bridge Four were always suspicious of him, and because he was different, and he was a Parshman, mm-hmm. and how, I just thought it was a neat addition to bring that in. Mm-hmm. And kind of, and it made Kaladin look at his own way he viewed people and individuals and stuff too. It's like, oh yeah. So, mm-hmm. but he still used the bones and armor to go with it. <laughs> yeah. Fight, but did he, did he use them? Yeah. 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 Okay. I wasn't yeah. sure if he did or not. I mean, he knew it was an effective way to get their attention. Yeah. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah. That, that was, that's why I was kind of, from my understanding, Kaladin didn't also, he wasn't really realizing the Parshendi and the Parsh. Well, I don't, I don't know if he thought of them as different species anyway. I think everyone kind of knows yeah. that they're similar, but like, but they're not the same. But they're but they're similar. not the same. But they're similar. They don't and even they talk or anything. Right, <laughs> right, right. It, it's and like so... a weird. It's a weird understanding of of the two because they're mm-hmm. the same, but they're different. Right. Yeah. Which is why they were unsure about having him in the the crew because mm-hmm. they didn't want him getting any ideas. Right. <laughs> <laughs> We don't want him we don't to want kill him. us in our sleep. Yeah, we don't want him to join the other side. Mm. Yeah, but. yeah. Right, that would be a reason to be suspicious is maybe maybe he'll right. join the other side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I really like that he included a parchment in Bridge 4 and it kind of brought a lot of attitudes and different things more into focus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And he oh, got yeah. to be free too. True. Oh, yeah. What's yeah, he going to do? Yeah, we didn't get to meet him on the other side of the battle, I don't think. No. So that will be interesting because, yeah, technically, yeah, he doesn't need to serve in the way that he normally was. But, right. I mean, technically, he was freed when all the bridgemen were freed. Yeah. Is the story in the future? I don't know. You don't know. (laughs) (laughs) And then that look like. I tell you anything. I don't know. Wink, wink. (laughs) Yes, I do. They go into a little bit more in one of the future books. (laughs) Okay. Uh, I love that look, Mom. You're trying to keep your face straight, but you're. (laughs) No, like like in the last five minutes. So, like, (laughs) let's be tight lipped about it now. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Lordy. Uh, you know i'm not good at keeping secrets <laughs> i do have to say this, though i do love that all of bridge four was like different cultures and we got to see yes. more of like the cultures of the world yes yeah because without cool. that we wouldn't have gotten such a a glimpse into it mm-hmm. right because like that's where we got any 
Phelans in there, though. There were no eyebrow no. guys in there. <laughs> nope. We met those through, like, Somewhere Shallon, else. mostly. <laughs> yeah. Um, and through the interlude with the one trader, because he was Thelen. Yeah, no, it was yeah. cool that Bridge 4 was a wide variety of races. And I'm sure most of the bridge crews were actually like that. Mm -hmm. Just wide variety. Not that anyone would get to know each other, but like, no. mm -hmm. <laughs> like the fact that we got to see yeah. more of the world just through people experiences. Mm -hmm. right. And I'm curious to see if like we'll actually get to visit other places of the world because I think it'd be interesting because the world is interesting. Yeah, yes, for sure. Their world and our world. Just their world. Just their Don't world. Raise your you just care about their world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Were there any other aspects of the book that you guys wanted to touch on before we wrap this up uh angie's last question i think oh yes is kaladin, kaladin a paladin it's kaladin <laughs> a paladin kaladin's yes. totally a paladin yes i don't yes know what a yes. paladin is though so <laughs> he will have to atone for using the bones of uh the parsh Parshendi. Oh yeah. And so explain what a paladin is. Basically, a a knight uh, with high integrity, uh, <laughs> yeah. filled with the light. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, fights paladin. for retribution, protection, and healing. He's basically. <laughs> types of wow paladin <laughs> oh, oh yes. from wow okay as the oh. as the situation calls for it he switches specs <laughs> and also a lot of fantasy things but yes yeah. he's mm -hmm. definitely a paladin without without a doubt he just hasn't <laughs> been able to show his his true colors which is pink yep pink. <laughs> paladins are pink <laughs> I was gonna say I, I'm pretty sure he showed his true colors through through this book, but no, he, he wasn't pink. <laughs> yeah, he's he's finally able to become the knight that he he should be. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, when I saw his name, I was like, oh my god, is Kaladin gonna be a paladin? <laughs> please, please. And I was like, oh my god, it's coming through. Oh my gosh, it is. <laughs> oh, that is funny. I know there's lots more that we can talk about, but unfortunately we do have to wrap it up. We did give it a fair shake. This book was so good. I just want to talk about all the things. I know, I know. Then <laughs> we it's like, sure it's interesting. Then you're in the shower and you're like, oh man, that whole thing was like really interesting. And yeah. We didn't even talk about it. <laughs> Honestly, that happens to me every single time we do one of these. It's like, oh man, I yeah. really wanted to talk about For that sure. and I forgot. <laughs> yeah. This one. I had such a hard time coming up with questions because there Me wasn't too. like specific things I wanted to ask. Right. But there was, I wanted to talk about everything. And I'm like, I, I don't know. know how to form a question exactly. out of this. Yeah. Let's oh, <laughs> just talk <laughs> about all the things. I know. It, it did flow very well. Like things are, yeah, it just was very fluid. And yeah, I get that for sure. Well, that's why I read book two and book three because I wanted to know more. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, I plan on reading the other books too, but I wanted to to keep myself separate right. from those books until we had talked about this book so I didn't mesh them all together, mom. Mm -hmm. mom. <laughs> <laughs> One well, thing I do want to discuss is is the religion part a little bit. Okay. Mostly, um, well, we didn't talk much about Cabsel, which he was an, ar an ardent in right. um, the Shalon and Jasna um, storyline. And Cabsel, or Cabsel, how do you pronounce it? Cabsel. I did Cabsel. I did Cabsel too. <laughs> Me too. But Me um, too. Cabal. Basically, Cabsel was an undercover assassin and he presented himself as an ardent, or he was an ardent, but basically he had fooled the like his brothers or the people of 
of his faith that he was a, an ardent. And he was trying to quote unquote convert Jasna into the faith or whatever by like trying to schmooze her into like, like, I don't know, having discussions and having bringing his bread and jam or his bread because she doesn't like jam. But anyway, one aspect of that I'm not sure what was that the Voran religion. Yeah. Or yeah, he was one of the the because it seems like there's different like subsects. Yeah. Of their religion, and they all kind <clears throat> of worship different parts of it, or focus on different. They focus parts on yep, and it. that's that was one thing that I thought was really cool because one <laughs> of the subsects was like it was almost like a like the true like the Veristatilian aspect of it in a way there was one where there was a group of ardents that would focus on learning or questioning parts of their faith <clears throat> and looking into <throat> different parts of it which they made it seem like that wasn't wasn't a a field that many went into but it was there and some did go into it and that it was important to the faith to have that which i was, thought was really cool <laughs> were the people that um i think it was in one of the uh interludes or whatever that were studying the flames were they ardents um, or were they just like scientists like like um the one was like okay if oh, i there was a couple have measured yeah like if i have measured this flame they this were spren, yeah yeah i thought so like oh, they stay the same right, right. Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> it was just, it was just like a weird they thing. They were like, ardents, but they were also scientists. Yeah, that Which was I a really interesting, that was an interesting yeah. um, experiment too, like, because basically they were trying to count, um, what were they trying to measure exactly? Like, they were counting something, but then as soon as they counted it, then it's, then it like froze the spren. Like, as soon right. as the spren were measured, it like killed them or like froze them. It made them stay the same size until right. something else happened and then they could go back would, like, to normal and be go various. back to normal yeah. yeah like or if you i think they measured them and they like kept looking at them but as soon as they like turned away like then they were back they could they could change into whatever size they wanted to be or whatever yeah. like yeah I really liked those, that. those are flame spring right they were measuring yeah them. right okay. yeah yeah, I, I really liked that, actually. And I'm glad you reminded me, like, I just felt like that was very indicative of the human spirit, just because like, as soon as someone tries to measure another person's spirit, yeah. or like, then it, it just like, it almost like you try to it almost like freezes them, which isn't the nature of the spirit. It's, it's not meant to be measured. It's not meant to be like, yeah, it just reminded it just made me think of that. And like, yeah, as soon as you you're you try to measure the human spirit, like you're you're almost like like imprisoning it. <laughs> that scene reminded me of that. But I really liked the Ardents, and I I did like Capsule. Me too. Even, yes. And I liked him until I found out he was an assassin. But even yes. like thinking <laughs> of him as an assassin, I you know he didn't fully understand Jasna, and like from his own perspective, I could see where he came to his conclusion. Of, well, he was working with a different group though, wasn't he? He was. Yeah, he wasn't part of. He wasn't an assassin for the Ardent. He was. Right kind of working for someone else but I yeah. really liked him too and I felt betrayed by him I know I know like <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah like I liked him as an ardent and like I was mm -hmm. kind of thinking like yeah yeah I, I'm saying yeah a lot because yeah, he he's frustrating he's <laughs> like ooh, would he really leave being an ardent for right, her like right. I was like ooh, maybe and I was thinking yeah. oh, this. <laughs> and yeah. I was thinking oh dang it like no like <laughs> I was really disappointed when he was saying that. I was like, no, like, just let your relationship be like 
the magical thing it is in your own places. Like, just let it be a cool friendship. So, and like, I was yeah, like, frustrated. Oh, me. Leave, her. <laughs> leave his religion for her. I also thought it was interesting too, like, because bread that was poisoned. Yep. And the jam was the antidote. Yep. Yeah. Because yep. she didn't okay. like jam. Right. Okay. That's, I couldn't remember if that was the case or not. Or, oh, I know. She, she transmuted it when she held it, when she smells it. And then right. she basically was like, oh. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and that's basically what basically almost killed uh Shailen. Shailen. Yeah. Shailen. And that's when Shallon broke down and said, I stole your from your soul caster. Yeah, that yeah I was I was kind of upset that he died, but at the same time I was Yeah, I was yeah, kind of like I was kind of like, like well like, yeah. <laughs> kind of had that coming. Right. Yeah. Totally. But yeah, that was kind a, of uh, I want to know more about like the people that are like after Jasna though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And why? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like what do they not want her to know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So were the Parshendi really, did they really hire Seth? Yes. They did. Okay, so, well, why couldn't it be the Parshendi who's against, who's trying to kill her? It could be. It could be. It could be, because I mean, that would make a lot of sense too, <laughs> since she's the only one that's kind of going down that road and like she's intelligent and Intent, not just fighting um, a war that- And she has Parshendi who are serving her, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they could be basically telling on her. Can't they communicate like telepathy? Telepathically, they kind of mentioned that they. They kind of mentioned that they um they think that they potentially could be because they don't speak or anything, but yet they kind of all like work together. Right, Mm -hmm. they understand. Yeah, but yeah, I don't think they actually like confirm like a hundred percent like they know for a fact. But Mm -hmm. yeah, and you'd think maybe like some sort of spren would would show up unless the Parshendi don't use spren like for some reason like maybe spren don't apply to them but you'd think that some sort of like telepathy spren or like thought spren <laughs> would occur at some point right and the then they get totally busted <laughs> right yeah i don't know oh the soul casting spren were invisible to most people they just showed up in to show- those people sure yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Hmm. A lot of questions oh. and a lot of so many nuances in there and different little stories. This book, like as soon as I started reading it and I got to like the first through the first couple of chapters or whatever, I just was like, I just kept reading. I couldn't stop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I I finished the book and I'm like, oh whoops guys are just starting and i'm right. like oh no oh no oh, no that's why i yeah. kept reading yeah right <laughs> well and then i'm like oh here you go jason you can have the book <laughs> and then he read like part of it and then he stopped oh he he, he only started like the prelude and then just kind of oh. he wasn't as drawn in during that i'm like just keep reading yes <laughs> eventually yeah. he'll read it and then he'll be like poor oh, leon i think i oh i can't say that i was gonna say poor leon i think i had him convinced that one two and three were all going to be discussed at this book club meeting. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like oh you're reading the second one yeah yeah it's you know from the book club from the first oh you're reading oh i got this third book oh it's not the winter night trilogy where it's like just <laughs> I know. Like a quick read. Yeah, like, like you just zip, read zip, like four thousand like, pages. Yeah, um, <laughs> no, but it's I'm not prepared I, for he that. He really was convinced that we were going to discuss all three books <laughs> until it's like, oh, Melissa's not done with the first book yet. I'm like, no. Well, aren't you going to discuss all of them? Well, no. <laughs> Those because I wanted to know what happened. That's funny. No, I totally get that. <laughs> I mean. But I did enjoy reading. Maybe them, so. by like, yeah, maybe if we read it like the second book in the future or like. Maybe I'll pick the second book for my choice. 
ha ha. I won't. Or maybe my next choice will be the, <laughs> the rest of the series. <laughs> this, the tough. Of the this was really rough for me. Like as much as I loved, yeah. I loved it. It was rough for like uh time limit thing no yeah. that's fair i completely yeah. understand that yeah it was a big book like i didn't realize how big it was really at first and then i because i started reading it on my, my kindle oh mm. yeah and then i got it in the mail and i'm you like know, oh hi that actually so if i if i chose to do an audiobook i wouldn't have an issue because I, I did that with the stephen king one because i well, Stephen King, I chose an audio because it wasn't really something that I dive into. Like mm -hmm. the fantasy is something I figured, you know, fantasy, no big deal. Like I will just soak this up like nothing. And it, for the most part, I did because I usually a book like this would take me a lot longer than two months just by my own pace. But if you did choose this, the next book or whatever, like I wouldn't have an issue. I I, I would probably choose audiobook just so I could get it through faster. Mm -hmm. But um. But yeah, I'm not. I wouldn't be opposed. I totally to forgot <laughs> that I also got this book on audio. And oh, was yeah. my plan. Yeah, how was the experience of that? So, like, it was actually so it's good. It's good. I didn't end up listening to as much of it as I expected. Um, I thought I was going to be able to like listen to it some at like work and stuff and kind of throughout my day. And I just had a lot going on and it didn't really work out. Mm -hmm. I listened to a few hours of it and it was good. And it sort of like I tried to just like listen to whole chapters. Mm -hmm. I could pick mm -hmm. up reading where I left off listening. So times, and that was that was nice. That was nice because, yeah, it was, I had a little bit of trouble getting into it at first too. And it was like the physical barriers. And then like, I didn't know if I knew where it was going. Like, I just didn't know if I was going to like it or, or whatever. So it was like, well, yeah, it totally worked out. I sort of got to listen to some parts and then read some and then like kind of got where it was starting to like pick up a little more. And then was it all one reader or was, were there actors? Um, God, I'm trying to think it was, I think it was one at one person, but did voices. And oh, it was okay. yeah, nice. it was good. I guess yeah, we could probably just go right into the ratings and. So I guess the first question is: Was this book in your gen genre wheelhouse? <laughs> I almost said general wheelhouse. <laughs> genre wheelhouse. I mean, no, <laughs> no, what it wasn't. No. <laughs> yeah, you've read three of I them. Did, I know. <laughs> apparently, it is You're now. welcome. <laughs> <laughs> It is now. <laughs> and I, I would contest that it's not because you really enjoyed, you're enjoying the, the Pat Rothfuss fantasy series. True. Um, I can't think of what it's, The Wise Men's Fear. Um, that is true. I, it's, and I, I don't, I don't know why I don't think of those as fantasy. I don't know. But apparently yeah. it is in my wheelhouse. Because it is different than... I mean, to be fair, like there's J.R.R. Tolkien fantasy and then there's more like this this fantasy i don't put them as in the same oh see and category as yes they're all moment. fantasy but they're not the same like epicness yes and they're not the same type of storytelling because yeah epicness isn't necessarily the right term either but no. like these are more character driven they're more character driven and more jr tolkien's is very plot focused and yes he does describe the world in detail but you don't really get an in-depth look on the characters not in the same way it's been a while since i've read it read them but you don't get the same character background so maybe what i need is a definition of what is fantasy writing versus what is fiction writing well they're both they're all fantasy 
fan fantasy but, is a type of fiction but not all fiction is fantasy yeah right so fantasy um, is other worlds fantasy is like you there's magic which is which is different from the sci-fi which is sci-fi would be more like scientifically explained like everything has a scientific explanation sometimes there are like confusions melding between sci-fi and fantasy but mm -hmm. fantasy is typically the use of magic and um not really um there's not really like electricity and it's more like old world so how would usually, we would yeah, think like, of like mid middle ages and beyond and before but with fantasy usually, like, magic and fa magic and like supernatural usually mm -hmm. kind of like mythological mythological yeah. or mm -hmm. like folklore yeah um usually takes place in another world but not necessarily like those are like right. higher fiction like higher uh, fantasy and like um and i almost felt like this had a sci-fi element just with the when we we're on the shattered plains and to me it almost felt almost like a sci-fi well so that's i kind of got kind of a sci-fi but there's no really reason for that other and like it just it didn't for me it didn't have like it, it didn't have the traditional fantasy creatures which was cool like or races like or races. yes there were different races yeah. but it wasn't like oh elves and dwarves right and, and that was a martians. very oh i'm sorry martians is sci-fi yeah <laughs> and that's interesting because like there Tolkien, weren't dragons or Tolkien like... created yeah. a lot of the what we consider fantasy right so when when an author decides to not use those things it's not that they're you know it's not that they're not fantasy it's just that they're they're using their own imagination basically you know like right. they're not right. going off of the tolkien tradition or formula <laughs> right. but so i i would contest that you're not into fantasy but <laughs> it may just i mean it Long might not be the first it. thing that you pick up but yeah, yeah. I, I think that from what i've seen you read you do enjoy fantasy but it just it depends yeah. on the type of fantasy i'll agree have you ever read romance novels oh yes those are kind of like fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, that's they are. They're more like just romance I mean, fiction. That's an eye roll. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, yeah. I mean, that's all right. I'm. That's a big no for me. That's that's <laughs> okay. Anyway, is this, is, this your, is this in your genre wheelhouse? This, yeah, this is definitely in my genre wheelhouse. One hundred percent. Definitely was in mine. Yeah, I picked it. Yeah. and I, usually I try to pick stuff that's not, but I'm like. Yes, this is 100% something that I would read and I would, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, I did pick it up before we even decided, before I even decided this was going to be a book that, <laughs> nice. that we were all going to read. Right. I read it. I decided I was going to read it. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, I liked it. I like to think this is my one of my genres, but mm -hmm. I don't have a lot of evidence to back that up. <laughs> I don't have a lot of living experience to back that up, but I like to think that it is. So I'm Harry gonna... Potter. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, sure. that's true. But Winter Night Trilogy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And like to be Hunger fair, Games. Like, like my... do you call Hunger Games? Oh that's yeah, true. is Hunger Games fantasy? No, that's more yeah. like fiction. Just fiction. Yeah. I would okay. say like no, I'm sure post apocalyptic. Another... Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I can't say that word. But I mean, yeah, to be fair, like I don't usually like I don't usually just go to fantasy novels. Like I don't like seek out fantasy novels because I like fantasy. Like I, right. they come when I they yeah. seek out you. They do. They actually they do. Because <laughs> like I've been very disappointed by a lot of fantasy novels. So I'm just like my go-to books lately aren't just like well lately, I mean like years, but I've always thought of myself <laughs> as you. like a fantasy reader and, and writer. writer. 
but like I've kind of I've incorporated a lot of other things so it's not my just go-to anymore so but it is one of one of the it's in your wheel wheels (laughs) it's my wheel wheel. it is one of the it is one of the wheels (laughs) it's not one of the spokes that broken off and is laying on the side of the road exactly (laughs) that's where the murder mysteries are they're the You're not going to like the book I picked. Nope, I won't, probably. No, I'm just kidding. I haven't picked it yet. No. I love reading things that are not on my wheelhouse, so. So on a personal... what is a wheelhouse? Um, Isn't that the little building on a boat where the captain sits with the wheel? I don't know. Sure, but it could also be the like the mill the um the like wheel part that holds the spokes oh like the hub yeah that's the housing be. for it yeah that could be. Oh. anyway I, I'm just out my ass but I'm just saying that's what I think it sounds is. good sounds <laughs> good we know a wheel is involved and it's yes. from a boat <laughs> not necessarily not necessarily really i don't know why you're thinking of a boat steering wheel like that's what i'm thinking of anything it's, it's like the big old wooden well, that's what you're picturing yes well of course Brenda <laughs> did not everybody? describe that is it, oh, is I that didn't. what we're just talking about? No, no not at even at all. <laughs> when oh. you think of a wheel, do you okay, think- Okay, a wheelhouse is a part of a boat or ship <laughs> serving as a shelter for the person at the wheel. Noun explanation number two, one's area of interest or expertise. So it's its own thing. Noun number three definition, the part of a batter's strike zone, most likely to produce a home run. That one I didn't know. Ooh. I did not know that. Apparently there's a baseball term for it. <laughs> that seems weird. And But we're using this in, in like number two. <laughs> One's area. We'll talk about poop Mom's now. talking number one. We're, the rest of us are talking number two. <laughs> Mom stores this, these books on her boat. Yes, in her I wheelhouse. <laughs> in my wheelhouse where I can sit and watch the water go by. <laughs> Okay. So on a personal scale, how would you guys rate this, Miranda? Um, five. I loved it. I plan on reading the rest of them. Oh, I was is, really what is our numbers between one and five or one it's and one, ten? One, one and five. five. It's been one and five for like a year now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. This just is clarifying in case someone just tuned in and okay. any of the other I, ones. That's on a scale of one to five, <laughs> I choose five because. I had a hard time putting it down Thank and you, I'm going to read the rest of the books and it was really hard to not just keep reading the rest <laughs> of the books. So I could have this discussion without having to contemplate what book it came from. <laughs> Mom. 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 <laughs> do you want me to do my Gallimaufry scale too right sure. away? Yeah, let's do that. Um, I don't know that it challenged me too much or made me think in a different way of thinking but it did give me things to think on oh for sure yeah so i think i give it maybe if i don't know i'm having a hard time because Mm -hmm. i really enjoyed it Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, so gallimaufry oh okay because there's a lot of different political yeah and like racial and sexism kind of things to think about in there and just morality in general right i think so i think in that way it it could be very open people up to new things Mm -hmm. thoughts mom um for my personal scale i I really enjoyed it definitely at the top because i read the second and third book already and i couldn't (laughs) wait (laughs) gala moffrey scale i would say about a four but you have to understand too that it says a long book 
So you have to either give yourself enough time to discuss it. If you're going to discuss it with someone for sure, but um, no, it gave me a lot to think about and to, like Miranda said, to discuss and a lot to think about and lots of different things mm -hmm. to think about. And it also had a nice story to it too. Mm -hmm. So nice plots in it. And I think it's very discussable. Yeah. Personal scale, I'd say five. I right started out slow, but it picked up and I've already got the second book from the library for a week and I haven't touched it even though I wanted to <laughs> yeah Gal Mafri scale I guess yeah like a four it was like interesting sort of yeah all the things you guys talked about like just different themes that can be compared to real life yeah my personal scale I would say it's a five uh, definitely um probably I probably will read the next books um but I'm not sure how long that will take me <laughs> and I don't know if I'm going to get the next one right away but it's especially because there's more coming and the last book is coming out in like two years so I already have two series the the Pat Ruffus and the Game of Thrones series that I'm waiting for books on and it just starts <laughs> to really tick you off after a while so I kind of just want to wait before they're all out <laughs> until they're all out. So anyway, but yeah, it's a really, really good book. I would put it on the shelf next to those other fantasy novels that I, or series that I, that are close to my heart. Um, and Gallimaufry scale. Um, I, I don't know if it really, I don't really know if it challenged me or changed me or opened me up to new ways of thinking because these, like the whole book was stuff that like I contemplate basically on a daily basis mm. so like I mean yes That's yes fair. there yeah. are things to yeah. think about but it's not not a, like a new way of thinking that I'm not used to really oh that's yeah I take mine back then I probably lower the number <laughs> but I mean I know what you guys were saying though like I mean and if I were you know there there were a lot of elements but um yeah so uh maybe like because I can think of books that like will really challenge me and like really yeah. try to mm -hmm. change me so I have to give this like a one or a two on the Gallimaufry scale yeah that's just, fair not that there aren't things that are challenging to to talk about but yeah I think I've explained that's, it but that's cool yeah I'm, in the second book and then I'm gonna like wait wait a little bit because I have we have other books that we're gonna have to read together but the librarian yeah. is very kind to remind me that you only get three week three weeks on a book but it will auto renew we <laughs> have five five more weeks now to read it do you think that's enough time uh no <laughs> I mean, it probably depends on how how much you get sucked in. True, that is true. Maybe you'll and have a sleepless night, and you'll just you right? start reading it. It'll just be four o'clock in the morning. A normal, somehow. hopefully yeah. normal, tall book that doesn't break your hands when you she try was to like, read it. Yeah, it's like a yeah. I think it'll be like physically easier to like yeah. spend more time reading. And mm -hmm. yeah. she was like, "That's a big book." So, <laughs> but you really get three more. <laughs> She just lays it all out for you right yeah. away. <laughs> I guess I could go online and see if there's any holds on it, like people waiting oh, for Oh, true. I'm going to try and get it back on time because that is only fair. And that's how libraries work. Yeah. <laughs> so would you guys recommend this book? I'm, I feel like it's kind of unanimous. Yep. Yes. <laughs> yep. Yes, I would too. <laughs> Even to people I dislike. <laughs> most of the people I like. <laughs> back to House of Leaves. Uh, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> So our next book drum roll is quite a different uh, pathway from what we have been on. Um, it's a nonfiction, non-fantasy 
It is animal vegetable miracle. I'm like holding it up that people can't. I mean, some people might consider it a fantasy, but that's true. (laughs) Fantasy in a different. Not wrong. (laughs) Did you get your book, Miranda? I did. Thank you. Animal vegetable miracle: A Year of Food Life by Barbara Kings Solver, not Kings Lover, which I thought it was, but oh, I thought that's what it was. I'll read the back here. Oh, yeah, this is by okay yeah um when barbara kingsol kingsolver and her family moved from suburban arizona to rural appalachia they took on a new challenge to spend a year on a locally produced diet paying close attention to the provenance of all they consumed concerned about the environmental social and physical costs of american food culture they hoped to recover what they dis- what they consider our nation's lost appreciation for farms and the natural processes of food production. And since 2007, their experiment has evolved enormously. In this uh, blah, 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 anniversary edition, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> um, not only have they incorporated their food values into all of their lives, but Stephen um, now runs a farm-to-table restaurant and community development venture that trains young farmers in their area to move into sustainable food production. Talks about the Americans' growing food, uh, growing worry about the toll of industrial food system and on our health and environment goes into this family's living ex- experiment, so to speak. So it's I'm so excited for this book. Yeah. Picked it up uh maybe like oh god five to seven years ago when I started it and for whatever reason I just got pulled away but mm-hmm. like I'm excited to go back to it because I was wanted to finish it and I just I kind of reached yeah. the needed to start over and I didn't have a good reason to and now right. I, yeah so I know yeah and um one of the one youtuber that I watch Roots and Refuge Farm she has a um a book club I guess on it was a book that their Facebook group was re- were reading and I was like oh that sounds like a really interesting book so I looked it up and yeah I just haven't it's one of those books where it's like it's something that I definitely want to read and be challenged by but it's also something that I prefer to talk about with with people because mm-hmm. it does have right like environment like sustainability yeah and, like real life like, implications and it's yeah, like well, right. I don't want to just read it for me like I want to talk about it and like be challenged by others thoughts and like yeah so I needed an uh, I needed an excuse too to get into it (laughs) so yeah that is our next book and we're probably going to aim for maybe mid-June depending how mid to late June depending on um, how fast we're getting through it yeah signing signing off here yeah we just want to encourage you guys the listeners to use your library or buy from local bookstores if you can. You can comment on or DM us on Instagram or leave a message on Anchor FM. Um, your thoughts on the book, good, bad, and ugly. Share what you thought about the book. And given your per- permission, we will feature it in a bonus episode or an upcoming episode. I was thinking about maybe starting some like interval episodes where if we're because we all kind of read books outside of just the one that we're reading for the group so it'd be kind of oh yeah (laughs) thinking about like doing some interval bonus episodes where like we can talk about what we thought about a book that we read on our own include some of our listeners thoughts on any of the books that that we've read that they have also read (laughs) 
I think that's everything. Thank you guys for hanging out. As always, happy reading from us, the Gallimaufry gals. Bye. Happy Bye. reading. Happy reading. As we're waving and no one As we're waving, us. we're waving at you. Build a wave. <laughs> <laughs>